dude, that band's badass. But have you fucking seen them live? We're talking the best live bands on a Hit the Light podcast. In for surprise. You're in for a shot. Ah! London town streets When there's darkness and fire When you least expect me But you turn your back I'll attack I smile when I'm sneaking Through shadows by the wall I laugh when I'm creeping But you won't see me at all Oh, hear my warning Never turn your back Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hit the Light Podcast with me, Big Frog. And me, Mike Castleberry. And this week we are talking about the best live bands. Now, for criteria, it could be a lot of things. It could be like the best band that you ever saw live. It could be the the best band that came out with the best live album, videos that you've seen, whatever it is, just somehow where the concert experience is better than other bands yeah i'm thinking this is kind of like a uh, a remix of because we've done like live albums and our favorite shows right so this is sort of like smashing some of those together yeah and i think we've gotten better at making our podcast since then so yeah it's kind of there's probably going to be some stuff that may have been talked about in older episodes, but if someone hasn't listened to the episode, then they won't know. They won't know. It'll right. be all new. Yeah. So for a few people, it'll be old. Yeah. <laughs> but just a few. For, so yeah, for a couple okay. people. Yeah. So, um, like for me, when I made my list, there was a lot of bands that I considered, but then maybe they weren't together very long. Mm-hmm. Or the lineup that I liked broke up right after, yeah, or whatever. Or they're not exactly the kind of music that we that we deal with normally. So for whatever reason, those ones didn't make my list. Oh, okay. So right? the Grateful Dead's not on. Yeah, it. Grateful. Well, I mean, <laughs> I imagine. Fish. See, like that. Like I imagine for people who go to that shit, those are the best shows to go to. Oh yeah, because you're frying balls and. Free love and sex and whatever's going on. And I'm sure it's fun. Yeah. Musically, shit. You know, I, to me. I don't think it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, it doesn't really that matter. fucking high. Yeah, or... you're smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. Your face is going to hurt from smiling. Yeah. So I mean, it really doesn't matter. That's I have this whole thing, not to get on a complete side tangent, but there's too many like genres of music that people tell me like, no, it's really good if you're on X drug or something. I'm right. Like, if I gotta be fucking high as shit right. to enjoy something, then it's not for me. It's like when all my friends were into like dubstep or exactly like yeah. electronic music. It's like nah, but if you're like rolling on right. fucking Molly or ecstasy or some shit, that's the best. And I'm like, yeah, but like. I want to listen to shit that I don't need to be fried right. to dig. And like, no matter how many times I had friends be like, no, no, you got to wait for the drop. Yeah. And it's like, it's never going to make it cool, dude. Fuck off. Right. And those shows are always like, I don't know. It's about just being there and being high as shit. Like, especially with electronic music. Cause mm-hmm. otherwise it's like, just like a fucking, a dude in his computer. Pretty and much. That's fucking not cool. Because, like I said before, when I went and saw Black Sabbath the first time, he had Andrew W.K. 
mm-hmm. opening as a DJ, and that mm-hmm. shit was fucking gay, dude. Like yeah. it was just fucking Andrew WK standing there, and there were some flashing colored lights, right. and then like Motorhead would play, right? And he looked like he's having so much fun, like he's like. Yeah, I'm glad you're really digging Ace well, of Spades right now, bro. Well, but, he's the party guy, you know. Yeah, but it's like, what are you supposed to do in an arena setting? For it's one thing if you're like maybe you're in a club, and it's like um, whatever the the fucking name of that uh, English club was that uh, before they started getting guys like Iron Maiden and shit to play live. Oh yeah, the Soundhouse. Yeah, Soundhouse. Yeah. Like before, it was just a club like where they just played. The albums. Right. So you go, and instead of listening to dance music, it's playing rock music, so everybody's fucking moshing and rocking, or whatever they did, free mosh pit. Right, yeah. But now... They had air guitars. Yeah, air guitar contests and shit. But when you're in an arena, you can't really fucking do that. Right. Unless you have the floor seats, but I didn't see anybody fucking making a pit for someone playing a tape. Yeah, see, the thing about that is, like, I have a lot of friends that are DJs, for whatever reason. So I know, like, there's good ones mm-hmm. and there's ones that suck. And if you listen to enough of it, you can tell who's who, Yeah, you know? But to me, I still don't know the difference between house and dubstep and techno. And, yeah. you know, I really, I just, like, I don't, I don't, I don't care about it enough to put in the time to, to understand to it. You know? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's like dubstep. The only reason I know it because it's the kind that's just like, like wow, 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 yeah, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, that kind of shit. And honestly, that's probably how people that don't fucking listen to metal think of metal. There's eighteen thousand genres of metal, and they're like right. all just loud to them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I, to even get off on that, I've said that before. If you know, for for a group of people that likes to be like, you know, we're misfits and we're like. You know, rebels, they sure like to fucking categorize themselves so much. There's so many genres. Like, every. Like, when you're into, like, symphonic folk metal or whatever, like, it's like you've, like, narrowed down a niche a little too much. Oh, I heard something today. I don't remember what it was, but it was like that. It was even more ridiculous than that. Yeah, it was like just. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um,. Which is, even though it's a label with the new wave of traditional heavy metal, mm-hmm. you take that label away of it, it's just these guys just decided, oh, we just play metal. Right. And so and we don't know what to call it other than just, like... By the new wave of British metal. Right. So it's like, oh, this is the new wave of traditional heavy right. metal. Right. So Which it's- is funny because I just saw a traditional heavy metal band. We saw Armored Saint the other day. Yeah. And I was like thinking, how would I describe this? Well... It's metal. traditional metal, you know, it's, it's like, metal. yeah, but it's American. So it's, you know, not British heavy metal. It's just heavy metal, yeah. you know, and they were badass. And, um, and the singer, John Bush from, for dudes of a certain age, I would say that his voice is preserved yeah. better than a lot of guys. He sounded fucking great. Yeah. I think he's he's ball headed, you know, so. <laughs> There's, uh, I think you had Armored Saint on one of your underrated bands yeah. uh, when we did that episode. Yeah, so. they're good. Man. And, you know, tr- like like I say, just good old heavy metal. Yeah. You know? I got thing like that. Right. It's still, I mean, you can, might as well call it UFO. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they're like, they could pick like any whack 
Saxon is not a band that I would want to fucking follow. No, and, not, not really. And they've toured with Saxon. Yeah. And they, now they're touring with Armored Saint. Yeah. So it's like, that's fucking wild, dude. That's like Ozzy having Metallica over right. them. Except for, you know, Saxon and Armored Saint are well established. They're headliners in their own right on right. different touring circuits. Yeah. But... Yeah, and when Ozzy picked Metallica is when they're on their way up. But that's right. still a band that's very fucking difficult to follow. Fuck yeah. One way or the other. Fuck yeah. So. And I imagine they'll be on one of our lists. And that's ACDC's one who didn't make my list. Oh, okay. And the reason that they almost made the list is because they're fucking, fucking Angus Young yeah. and fucking ACDC and 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 uh, people dig it. It's like the whole arena is into it, you know, and all the time. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. The reason that they that they didn't make my list is because the vocals are usually pretty bad live. They're not. Very good, yeah. you know, and um, and it's pretty much just Angus, and la- and he's obviously slowed down a tad, yeah, right. So over the years, you know, and I've only seen them once, so for those reasons, they didn't really make my list. But my list, I tried to, for the most part, think of and of it, right, um, and not so much. The current version, although that gets fat fucking sick, they were in their prime mm-hmm. versus how are they now right. in my rankings. Prime ACDC, it's going to be fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, like you said, a big selling point is Angus and his fucking stage antics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the vocals are going to be, especially now. Right. Well, a <laughs> little bit, you know, because since they got Axel filling right. in. Right, right. Uh, or at least they were. Yeah. There they like, say Brian Johnson, but I haven't heard anything, so. We'll, we'll see. see. 
maybe he got cleared. Yeah. I don't know. I that's still we talked about that, that was before. a weird. So they're like, well, who could we pick? And they picked Axl Rose. Whatever. I think they were touring with Guns N' Roses at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a matter of picking the nearest guy that could hit <laughs> that the could notes. Do it, yeah. It's kind of like how um, back in the 70s when Van Halen opened for Sabbath, right. uh, Ozzy went missing one day. Right. And uh, it's like showtime and there's no Ozzy to be seen. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to fucking do. So they grab Dave and ask him if he could... Do, pull double duty and sing mm. for Sabbath that night, and Dave's just like, I don't know the songs, man. Like, yeah. And then Ozzy just wanders up. What the fuck, y'all? Right. Cunts worried about. And yeah. they go on, and the day is saved. But right. like, that's when Roth is like, Oh shit, I think this band's done. Yeah. Because that was right before Ozzy gets kicked out of the band. Right. They're, they. I think it must have been '78 or so yeah. when they toured with Van Halen. Yeah. And that's another one of those situations where they took a fucking hot band. And they were dying, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's you a know. bad mix. Yeah, there. it's a bad mix. You don't pick like I mean, I. On one hand, it's cool to take like a hot band, mm-hmm. right? Like if the band is falling apart at the seams, yeah. Uh, you don't need a band that. that's trying to make a point. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You don't need to get fucking dunked on by fucking right. Van Halen. Yep. But speaking of Van Halen, another honorable mention of mine is the original David Lee Roth band. Oh, fuck yeah. Because, and I, again, I only saw them once. They were only together for that first tour, I think. I'm not sure. They might have done the uh, second tour. I'm pretty sure the, the original David Lee Roth band did both. Uh, both tours. Both, like I think they disbanded after Skyscraper. Okay. I don't know if they did the tour. I just I know Steve Vai was on it, right? Um, and I imagine Billy Sheehan, yeah, and everybody. But well, I, I only saw him once, but it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah, and I was in the back, literally in the last row in the back, leaning you against know? the wall, <laughs> right? 
But it was fucking badass because it was At like a sports arena. Yeah, oh, because it was like these guys were like, um, okay, we're gonna do half of Van Halen shit, half from the new album, right? We're gonna do basically the whole new album and the rest Van Halen, yeah. right? So we need to do Van Halen better than them, and we need to fucking just be all energy all the time, right? And that's what they did, you know. So they came out, and Steve Vai was all over everything. You know, uh, Billy Sheehan was all over everything. Fucking Dave was fucking playing drums and running and fucking riding this big inflatable microphone yeah. and those swords and all kinds of shit. I I remember seeing that in like the Yankee Rose yeah. or something. Yeah, so I had seen Van Halen on the tour before, and this was better. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, well, they they fucking did what they uh, what they were supposed to do, what they intended to do, but like I said, it was only a very very short time, so I can't put that band as one of the best live bands. Yeah, I can put it as one of the best live shows. Yeah, and there you go. So they're an honorable mention of mine, David Lee Roth. All right. Uh, so I got a couple on mine um, to keep in uh, to keep with our. Last week's episode, I, for my one of my honorable mentions, I did put the original version of the Misfits. Okay. Um, just because, like, from everything I've seen, and I've seen very little of it, they just looked like it was a fucking blast to go see them, like right. back in the day, and it looks like it is now too. Yeah. But you know, back then, if you're like underground punk fan, seeing these guys together in Danzig before he's fucking Danzig. Mm-hmm. They looked like they're, it was a killer live show. Yeah, they carried it up. And it was uh, awesome. And there's a reason why that music survived. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how we are talking about last week, man. It's like, this is a band that, for all intents and purposes, kind of failed. They never made it big initially, mm-hmm. except for one guy when he went solo. But that music persisted. Mm-hmm. And that energy and everything. So I threw the Misfits on there as an honorable mention. Um, another one I threw on, um, just for the hell of it, I was trying to think of what I could throw on as an honorable mention that's not on my list list. And uh, White Snake jumped out at me. Cool. Um, and especially, and it's the reason why I didn't make the list list is because I kind of went by like right now. David Coverdale has put killers in every spot. Mm-hmm. He's put, he's like you said, when you have guys like Ingve, so on and so forth, that they don't really try to put together the best product they can. Right. They're not putting together the best band they can or anything. He's trying to put together the best fucking band. For sure. Humanly possible, especially for the, uh, the Purple Tour mm-hmm. when they did that. So mm-hmm. you need to have people kicking ass if you're covering all the Deep Purple shit. Yep. Um, but it's one of those things where I'm sure they're pretty badass in their prime too, but he put together a, a wicked band, but there's also the fact that Coverdale's voice is pretty fucking gone right. at this point. So like when you see live footage, it's still sick, mm-hmm. but he's relying real heavily on the crowd mm-hmm. to sing He's got backup singers yeah. that are, that's their fucking job is yeah. straight up backup singer. And the whole band sings. Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, because 
David Coverdale is kind of a shell of himself mm-hmm. vocally. Yeah. At this point, I couldn't put them like on the list proper. Right. But I just want to give a little love because White Snake is one of those bands I came along to a bit later because I I thought of I lumped them in with the other hair bands mm-hmm. without really realizing like the legacy Coverdale yeah. had at the time. It wasn't until I got there more was a to, bit more to it than that. Yeah, yeah, when I got into Deep Purple and I realized David Coverdale was in Deep Purple for a while, and I loved Burn. <laughs> no idea that was fucking the guy from white snake right you know yeah um so yeah funny that you said for the hell of it because for the hell of it literally i'm putting slayer yeah <laughs> on my uh honorable mention and the reason that they're on a honorable mention is because i've seen slayer probably 10 times but it really feels like i've only seen them once because every time was almost exactly the same which is awesome in a Mm -hmm. sense because they never let you down they're always exactly what you expect and that's and that's great because i've seen other bands where i'm like fuck that sucked out of nowhere where you know and so a slayer show is always fun you're always going to hear songs you want to hear and if you don't hear the actual song you wanted to hear you're going to hear another song that's almost exactly like it you know so you're like fuck yeah you know and uh even though I got injured at one of their shows and whatever, whatever. Yeah. Slayer's always been fucking solid. Yeah. And, my, yeah. and I love that. My problem is, is I've seen Slayer once and it wasn't the best representation of Slayer, I think. Because mm. I don't know if Megadeth went long because it was when they're co-headlining with Megadeth. Oh, okay. But Megadeth went first and they, they probably shouldn't have. Mm. Um. I don't know if they're doing that trade-off thing. Maybe. But when you have Dave Mustaine from San Diego playing in San Diego, mm. you should probably just let Megadeth go on last. Yeah. But it seemed like Megadeth maybe went a little long, and it was fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and But like I'd mentioned before, that was during that tour where Megadeth was playing all of Rust in Peace, mm. and then they had like one new song and a couple of the hits. Mm-hmm type of thing as the anniversary of rust in peace and then slayer was playing all of uh uh seasons in mm-hmm. this plus a couple of the hits right so it's a little bit different of like it, it's a different slayer set than you usually see. right so if luckily that's my favorite slayer record anyway okay good but if it's not and you're just here, and you're you're not hearing some songs you wanted to hear, right? That got cut f- 
for right. the deep cuts on that album that hardly ever get played live. Like mm-hmm. when same thing with Megadeth though, because when they did that, um, <clears throat> that tour was the first time they had ever played songs like Polaris live. Right. So you got the deep Megadeth cuts going because they're playing the record from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And then you have, and then it's you know stuff like uh, Trust got played, and I think their new song at the time was like. Head Crusher, mm. and then they did like Peace Cells, and that was like the finale. Right. And then you had Slayer kind of did all that record, and then it was like uh, South of Heaven, Raining Blood, mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff. But I don't know if Slayer got enough time for their sound check or something because their fucking sound was off. Oh no! Yeah, see that could so ruin you the show always. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't really hear one of the guitarists very well. Mm-hmm. It, whoever was, you know, because Jeff Hanneman wasn't in the band anymore at that point. Right, um, Gary Holt. Yeah, yeah. So he was off, and Kerry King didn't sound great. Yeah, and that's often. So, <laughs> so the problem because of the the sound check issue or the sound issues they had is the song sounded more samey than usual mm-hmm. because it was a lot of fuzz. Right. And then it was, I'd never seen Slayer live before and I didn't realize they had very limited banter. Yeah. So it was just like, song. Oh yeah, very, song, very little song, banter. Song, And that shit was done in like an hour. Yeah, they, they <laughs> banter as if they have to pay by the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... So, yeah. I mean, it was cool because especially like, yeah, I fucking almost blew out my vocal cords with Raining Blood and oh, shit yeah. like that. But, <clears throat> unfortunately, that's, I got a I got a not prime version of Megadeth. Thing. Right. That's Slayer. That's Slayer. That's another thing, too, that I should say about Slayer is you come out pumped. Yeah. Like, you come out pumped. And another band that, again, I only saw once. They're not together anymore. They're not someone that we would normally discuss on here. But Rage Against the Machine was fucking sick. Oh, live, I can imagine. Dude. And it was crazy. I, it, it was like... They put, uh, it was at uh, where San Diego State plays basketball. It used to be called Cox Arena. Yeah. It's the Viejas Arena, I think. And so what they did was they took out like the last floor section. uh, I mean, the last, um, like, what would you call when when your seats are right on the floor. But yeah, they took that section out and it like goes back in. Mm -hmm. So there was like a wall. For the floor. Yeah. And you couldn't get down to the floor unless you jumped 
Well, like, geez. you know, you, you would have to go the way that you're supposed to go. Yeah. Or you would have to jump 10 feet. So that was the only reason that we weren't on the floor. Yeah, because you, know? you weren't about to jump 10 right. feet. Right, yeah, not not at that point. But, um, but they did that because it was so nuts, you mm-hmm. know. And when we came out, there was, like, cops on horseback everywhere and shit. Yeah. It was, like, that kind of a thing. And it needed to be because people were fucking, you know. And this was at their at their strength, you know, at the top of their strength. Yeah. So they were fucking, they were kick-ass, man. But then that was it. It was over. Yeah, it was. You know? was so was that around, like, 99? Yeah, or? it was yeah. like that. Because, uh, yeah, because that was the thing. Rage was one of those bands that I was super fucking into in high yeah. school. Yeah, Um Not so much, like, I didn't, not... I'd say not so much the politics, but I think it was just as a teenager, I didn't quite grasp the politics. Right. But, you know, they're all over the radio, mm-hmm. um, especially as I listen to 91X all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's always like Bulls on Parade and shit like that yeah. was on the radio. Like, I remember just uh, distinctly that being on the radio all the time at my friend Larry's apartment, like freshman year. Right. Right. And you then you hear like the crazy like fucking it sounds like a DJ scratching and it turns out it's the guitar mm-hmm. and shit on exactly. that. Exactly. And you know, yeah, they've everything I've seen, they look like they're badass live and then yeah. it was like you know, I was super into them and then they finally came out with another fucking record, mm. the Battle of Los Angeles and yeah. that hit uh that was 99. It was my senior year. I think the actual record didn't come out until after the school year was over. I just okay. remember there being a lot of anticipation for right, it. Right, right. And some of the singles were already on the radio, like uh, Testify and Gorilla yeah. Radio and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they had had that one song on, like, the the Godzilla soundtrack. So it was right. like, people were fucking prime for yeah. fucking Rage. And they broke up in, like, 2000. Yeah. And yeah. then they... Other than like a reunion show here or there, they've right. mostly been fucking broken up. Yeah, and then they have that Prophets of Rage, but I'm not really interested yeah. in that. It's not the same thing. No, I've listened to the Prophets of Rage album. It's fucking cool. Yeah. But it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you got them weed songs on there now. Right. <laughs> and Zach De La Roca, I didn't really listen to his like One Day as a Lion. Yeah, no, he hasn't, he hasn't really done anything good and... You know, he's kind of just keeping to himself, which, I mean, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, so many times people tell tell people, you know what, man, just give it up. Just yeah. fucking whatever, whatever. And then when somebody actually just gives it up, they're like, hey, man, you can't just give it up. Come, Come back. on back. You know, whatever. So yeah. I mean, people are in, never fucking happy. In the interim, we got a couple of cool Audio Slave records. Right. I like them. It was one of those things where I still remember, uh, we're getting a little too in the weeds with Rage, but mm. I'm like excited because we don't get to talk about bands I liked in the 90s that much. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I remember um, the first time uh, Coach Eyes, we heard that shit on the radio, and uh, me and my brother heard it, and I had heard that Rage like was doing, like the guys from Rage were doing a project with uh, the dude from Soundgarden. Mm-hmm. And I heard about that a while back, and it kind of, like, drifted from memory. Right. And then I remember that song coming out, and my brother being like, this shit sounds like Rage Against the Machine mixed with Soundgarden. 
And yeah, that's exactly what yeah, it that's was. Exactly what it is. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, and I was like, no, oh shit, that's that. Like when he said it, it clicked. Mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that shit where the guys from Rage were gonna team up with Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. Right, right. So we enjoyed that, but it wasn't. It's it still wasn't the same. Yeah, it was cool. I liked it, but it was never as good as Rage, and it was never as good as Soundgarden. Right. Like those two things, they mixed together. F- Fairly well, better yeah. than you would think. Yeah. But at the same... And they made a bunch of money. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's all good. Yeah, and then you had... um, What's his face? The the drummer from Rage played on the last Sabbath record. Right. So... Yeah, we did... That's, that's an immortalization right there. Yeah. You know? Apparently, a lot of people complain about it and say they don't like his drumming on it. Yeah, you know, I... I to tell you the honest truth... I think it's fine. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm not a drummer. I'm not a drum yeah. critic. You know, I mean, if it's good enough, it's good enough for me. You know, if it, I mean, you could have a great drummer that goes above and beyond. Yeah. And that, you know, that's cool. But, you know, there's not that many of those. Yeah. So, you know, it's all good. My The last ones on my uh, honorable are the exact opposite of rage yeah and that's dream theater okay right because they're just like they're not gonna blow you away with any energy or and they're not gonna run around and they're not gonna pump up the crowd or anything but they're gonna play so fucking technical and so fucking perfect that it's gonna be a trip that you almost can't believe that they're doing it and that's its own trip but for me, like for Dream Theater, if I have my preference and nobody's standing in front of me, I'm just going to sit down the whole time and just watch. Yeah. You know, and that's I, and that's what I think a lot of guys do. But they're badass, man, and they're fucking talented fucking dudes. Yeah. I think that's what I, why I don't get super into prog metal. Right. Because there's like that, what do you do? with that factor right because it's like technically sick but like like you said you sit and you watch it and you just go wow mm-hmm. yeah but you're not like head banging right singing along right but it's... you know what's funny is that prog has gone so far that dream theater is actually more metally yeah than most of those bands that are around now yeah so they're... those are yeah those are the dudes that are like they're like the music dorks right but it's but like, they just came and I didn't go. That's like uh, I can't go to all those yeah. fucking shows. That's like that uh, meme I saw that was like a it was like a fake quote meme, but mm-hmm. it was like a, it was a fake quote attributed to Dream Theater. Mm-hmm. I think it was Dream Theater, but it was like one of those things where it was like a, when we first got into metal, all the dorks listened to uh, blah blah blah, and all the cool and all the chicks uh, went uh, went after uh, guys in metal bands. Mm-hmm. Now all the dorks are in metal bands, and all the uh, and all the chicks are interested in electronica. We've made a terrible mistake. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and and I... the funny thing about like those particular fans are they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, this note was out of place, or they they played this drum part one one too many times, or whatever the fu- you know. I mean these little fucking. And that's I'm like, just he, like that's not fucking 
rock. Yeah, that's one of those dorks that like go to like Star Trek conventions and pick apart like an inconsistency in an episode, right? Like in their thing. Like these are the kind of dudes that like Jimi Hendrix would drive him up a fucking. Oh yeah, to see live. What's he doing? Because that's the song. Yeah, because Hendrix's whole thing. I'm maybe it's just like maybe Prague just like is really like big like in the autistic community or something. But could uh, be. Could be, because, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, like, when it first started was with uh, with Thrash, there were, like, people like, uh, oh, you know what, Hetfield, he did one less dun, 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 on this measure than he did on the other one. It's wrong, you know? That's why people started fucking with Lars, because Lars wasn't consistent yeah. with all his, you know... You know as far as I'm concerned, they're the be- it's their music. Right. However they play it is the right is way. Is the right way. Exactly. That's exactly um, how I feel about it. That's like, fucking A, dude. Those are the kind of guys that if they see a tribute band, it's got to be a reproduction of the album. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But like, you know. Like, you know, we're in the red lapels. Yeah. yeah. To go with... Uh, <laughs> to go with like Hendrix, like I said, that would drive people up a fucking wall. Oh, for His sure. whole thing was... He didn't give a shit if you fucked up. He right. would bend it into something else yeah. and try to make it sick. Yeah. And you just went along for the ride. And yeah. That's, that's the thing. I, I'm. And if somebody backstage introduced him to some new drugs <laughs> or something, well, that's going to be a different show. Yeah. I think I probably like Hendrix a little bit more than you. Uh, I like Hendrix. In the sense that, well, I know you like the technical eyes a little bit more. Yeah. And I tend to like the, I think I sometimes prefer the sloppier guys. Right. Because I like the unpredictability of it. Yeah, yeah. I like the sloppier guys, but that's kind of their thing. And they're just like a dirty, you know, like when I, in my uh, solos with Fast Eddie Clark. Yeah. With that, you know, the solo and uh, Stone Dead Forever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like a fucking dirty rock and roll solo. But oh, that's for sure. Vibe. Sloppy when it's like a guy that's a technical guy that's just fucked up. Right. It's not as cool because it's like... Kirk Hammett trying to play technically while he's shit faced right. is a little different than a loose guitarist to begin yeah. with. Yeah. And you know what, man? I mean, everything goes with everything. I mean, if you watch Angus Young and you see what he's doing, yeah. do you really expect every note to be clean? No, because he's running across it would the be, stage. Yeah, it would he's be busy. impossible. Yeah. It would be, it, it would be <laughs> impossible. That's so, yeah. why them boy bands all lip sync. They got all those dance moves. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, sing and dance. Right, you're gonna be out of breath. You know. All right, so we got our actual list now. Actual list. Number five band. These are real loose rankings for me. Uh, Up until the last couple, Uh, I went with Judas Priest. um, Just because you know, I mean, the current version of Judas Priest is cool, Mm -hmm. but you know they're all fucking old. But mm-hmm. they still put on a good show. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Halford has enough in his tank to be a reasonable version of himself. Mm-hmm. And he he knows when to conserve his voice. Yep. And when to bust it out. Um, yep. Because I've seen later era rec- video of him doing stuff like Hell Patrol. Mm-hmm. Where, of course, it's not going to sound like the record, mm-hmm. you know, the album version. Because he has that entire last verse keeps going up right. in pitch, and it's fucking incredible. Of course, he doesn't do that, right? But he does that verse, 
and then unleashes like um just like one line mm-hmm. where it just sounds like he just ripped hell wide open to do it right. <laughs> you know So he knows when to conserve his voice. Um, but, you know, prime Judas Priest, I mean, more than more than Sabbath, they kind of set the standard for what a heavy metal show is supposed to fucking be. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got that from 78 till probably 90 or so. Mm-hmm. You're just, it's just one of the best live acts on the fucking face of the planet right. playing, you know, defining what heavy metal's gonna fucking be going forward. Right. So that's why I went with, with Priest because it's not like, there's some bands that they're great on record and mm-hmm. then live they can't quite do it. Yeah. They're good in the studio. They were as good, if not better, during those years right. live as they were on their studio yeah. versions. Yeah. And another thing about Priest is they had that that visual presentation mm-hmm. like during the 80s of just metal band. Yeah. This is the metal band. This is what it's going to be. Yeah. And and yeah, it it was perfect. It looked perfect. Uh and and sounded fucking awesome too. Um yeah, Judas Priest definitely. All right. So my uh first pick which last pick whatever. Yeah. All of mine are basically like lifetime achievement awards, more or less, because all these bands have been, they're badass. If they're still alive, they're still badass, and they were badass from day one. So for my last one, I'm going with the Scorpions. Okay. And the reason I'm going with the Scorpions was because if you were around in the 80s and early 90s, the hair metal thing was king, basically, and those were the those were the bands you wanted to go see to have like a fun social time at a concert. Yeah, right. And while the Scorpions weren't really hair metal, they were lumped into that category. They were adjacent. Yeah, and there was chicks at yeah. Scorpions concerts and um, packed. You know, I don't know if I ever gave you that that uh, worldwide live DVD, mm-hmm. but it's fucking badass. Yeah. It shows like the whole what what the whole Scorpions experience was like, and the Scorpions didn't really find their sound until 
it was almost until their prime was almost over. Yeah, that right? was around what love. Love drive, at first sting, love, like love that, first, like all those, like love drive, even all the way up to, um, even all the way up to blackout. The guitar sound on that would be like if you have one of those new amps that has like presets. Yeah. That would be like the crunch channel. Yeah. Right. The way they sound now would be like the insane channel. <laughs> right. Basically, like that shit sounded modern, sounded modern right at the time that they were almost done. I mean, yeah. they kept going, obviously, obviously but yeah. I lost interest in in the new shit that they that they were doing because it was all whistling and whatever the fuck, <laughs> you know. But yeah, <laughs> but but um, but like that live album, Worldwide Live, is a real good representation. Mm -hmm of the scorpions and has songs from the seventies all the way up until then. So yeah, fucking scorpions are fucking badass. I love me some scorpions, but I gotta say, um, until I listen to them a little bit more, I remember like, cause they come on like rock one Oh five, three a lot. Mm -hmm. And there'd be maybe three songs. It was basically like winds of change, Rocky, like a hurricane. Right. And no one like you. Right. And I swear to Christ, I had the longest time as a teenager deciphering the opening riffs for No One Like You and Rocky Like a Hurricane mm -hmm, <laughs> because mm -hmm. they're both super similar. Yeah. So it used to drive me up a wall because I was like, wait, is that Rocky Like a Hurricane? Because yeah. they're both just kind of like... Da -da -da, yeah. Da -da. <laughs> yeah. The thing about that, like that Worldwide Live record, if you put it on, that shit will fucking... It'll be like 15 minutes have passed and it's over. Yeah. You just be like, damn. That, I knew all those songs, and yeah. I like all those songs. You'll trip out. So, yeah, that's that's fucking homework. Yeah, that's my homework. <laughs> all right. Worldwide Live. All right, so it's my turn. So my next pick is my cheater pick. I sent you my list already. Mm. This is my two-for-one pick. Okay. Um, and I just I just picked Richie Blackmore. Perfect. Um, because... Either way you go, Rainbow or Purple, mm -hmm. they're both intensely amazing right. um, shows live. Right. 
But the star of the show, for the most part, is Richie. For sure. Because he's a fucking maniac. He's a maniac. And you don't know, never know what the fuck he's going to do. He's going to do some crazy shit. He might blow up the stage. Yeah. He's going to fucking... He's going to use a crappy burner guitar and yep. blow that Bust shit up. Bust the fuck out of it, yeah. He's gonna, and he's going to still fucking solo with it while it's mm-hmm. smashed. and He's yep. going to do some wild shit. He might be happy. He might be mad. Yeah. He, you know, he might be yelling at fucking Ian Gillen right there on the fucking <laughs> yeah. stage. It's yeah. it's such a... Cl- uh, yeah. Yeah, There's the unpredictability cl- is yeah. insane. It's So, you know, it's a fucking spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is kind of funny, though, when you talk about Blackmore and you talk about his bands. I mean, obviously, the most important thing is Purple and Rainbow. We're not going to talk about it. I'm sure Blackmore's Night was really great at Rain mm-hmm. Fairs. Right, right, right. But, um, and the current iteration of Rainbow is... Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I've softened on a little bit. I think if I were to see them live... Mm-hmm. I'd be so I'd be having more fun singing along with the songs and right. stuff that I probably get lost in a little bit. Oh yeah, because there are times where I've seen a show that seems sick in the moment, and then I like hear the audio of it, and it didn't sound as good as I remember. Oh it. yeah, for sure, that happens all the time. But so I could probably, if I'm sitting there in Blackmore, even if it's a little strummy, right? And there's a guy with a weird accent singing. Mm-hmm. I want to fucking sing along to Highway Star and mm-hmm. everything else. And that's the other thing. He calls it Rainbow, but it's it's Richie's greatest hits. Right. But um, it's funny, though, because, yeah, Purple, while he was in it, that might as well have just been three different bands. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's Mark 1, Mark 2, and Mark 3. Right. Because there's, there's so much turnover between those iterations right. that, you know... It's a completely fucking different thing every right, time. Right. And the same goes for for Rainbow. For Rainbow. Yeah. The a little less so cuz you know, once he finally set his lineup for Rainbow, then it dissolved. But uh with with Dio, mm-hmm. but the core of the band was still there with the first Graham Bonnet mm-hmm. record. And then that's when he kind of blew it up and mm-hmm. you never had the same exact lineup twice right on a thing right so those different eras every time you get a new singer it's a whole it's a wildly different mm-hmm. thing he's going for right too. the thing about it though is because of richie the live shows the live band it's was still fun. a hard rock band yeah even though they were fucking singing fucking i surrender and whatever yeah. the fuck it's gonna be wild live it was still fucking yeah. heavy yeah and so, then when he yeah. brought it back with doogie then it became, he did the one record with Doogie, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty good record, all mm-hmm. things considered. Uh, it's it's the one that sounds the most like the old Rainbow. Right. Um, and he had a guy that could pull off more of that old Rainbow shit. Yeah. Um, so you can, you know, he starts playing Temple of the King live again mm-hmm. and stuff, the Dio stuff. So he's, you know, that was a pretty cool representation I kind of wish he would have got him back for... Yeah, that would have been cool. What, maybe he can't quite sing the way he did, or maybe he just didn't... No, he's doing all right. He's doing all yeah. right, and he's uh, he's doing the Michael Schenker thing. Yeah. And he's doing all right. He's doing yeah. good with that. So, I mean... But, yeah, I had to go with him just because he's such a maniac, and every everything you see is just like, holy shit. Hell, yeah. This guy's a, a fucking rock star, and he's Hell yeah. putting together some of the coolest bands that ever made music. So Yep. I'm going to piggyback on that. And I'm going to go with Dio. 
And the reason is this. Number one, it's Dio, right? Oh, yeah. And fucking, and he's awesome live. You get the whole Dio experience with the banter and the and the medleys and the little black shape looking down at me and all this, right? <laughs> that is still such a trip that he comes up, that whole other extra verse for right? Heaven and Hell. Exactly. That he started doing. I don't know when he started doing it, but... yeah. And there and there and it's part of the show because a little white light does come down, yeah. you know, and then and then the red light comes from the bottom and yeah. fucking lights them up and makes them, you know, whatever. So all that, and then also, at the time in the eighties in the late eighties, were there were other bands like Wells Maiden mostly, and Dio, who really brought the stage show to a new level. Yeah, you know. Uh, Maiden had Eddie and the and the mummy Eddie and all that shit and Dio had the dragons and you know and of course it looks stupid because it's a fucking cardboard sword or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> but from far it looks and sick <laughs> it looked badass you know and you had never seen a like a dragon like that on stage and lasers and all kinds of you know mm-hmm. which I mean again lasers who's the fuck's impressed with lasers anymore but at the time at the time it was fucking awesome <laughs> honestly lasers are still fucking cool i right? think there's not enough lasers in see we need more lasers that's it's you know when we saw metallica at the at petco uh there was some laser shit that happened I yeah was like, oh those are some cool lasers right <laughs> so yeah there you maybe go maybe i'm just easily impressed there but. you go and, and the other thing um with dio is He's he's still going to do some Rainbow songs. He's still going to do some Sabbath songs, which you weren't going to hear those songs anywhere else. You had to yeah. go see Dio to see that shit. And so he does that shit and he kills it. And that was a band that I would go see no matter who was in the band. I would yeah. just, oh, Dio's coming. All right, let's go. That's it. You know. I do like your story. Was it Craig Goldie? Made you look like a dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he sure did. But, he uh, sure did. You know, um, I mean, to be fair... Well, at least with the Rainbow songs in that way, yeah, you gotta have to see Dio to see some of that shit yeah. if he busts those out. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, Sabbath was still around. Yeah. So they had their, you know, every, as far as I know, every incarnation of the band up until Ozzy came back, mm-hmm. they would do like Heaven and Hell. Oh, yeah, and yeah, 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 for sure. Shit. So like the Dio stuff was worked into the regular rotation. Right, so. right. I'm hoping, you know, man, fucking... I'm hoping Iomi is healthy enough it to at some point soon... It seems like he's not dying. Right, right. Me. I would like him to put together another band. Um, not doesn't necessarily have to be everybody else right. in the band. But it'd be cool for him to throw together kind of like an all-star jam and get someone that could pull off the vocals and mm-hmm. do that shit live again. Hell yeah. Because that would be awesome. as cool as seeing Dio with Vivian Campbell and mm-hmm. everything play Heaven and Hell, mm-hmm. it's not quite the same as having Iomi play Heaven and Hell. Right. They're not going to ever have that same tone. Right. And That's true. So it's like the trade-off is you don't, you know, get get the fucking dude from uh, Dream Child. Yeah. That he has an accurate fucking yeah. deal representation. Yeah, like, for sure. Throw some shit together. I'd for love sure. to see that. They could get John Bush from Armored Saint. He could yeah. do it. Yeah. Fucking Doogie could probably do it. 
Oh, yeah. But, you know, uh, yeah. I don't know how Tony Martin's sounding. He's also bald-headed now. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. You would be able to tell the difference. Yeah. All right. So my last two picks are ones I actually have gotten to see live. Um, my number two one I went with is Metallica. Uh, because, well, I mean, it's, Metallica is my favorite band of all time. There you go. But I didn't put them as my best live band of all time, just for reasons, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it really boils down to the fact that, I mean, they're right up there. It's more like 1A and 1B mm-hmm. with my top two. But mm-hmm. Metallica has the benefit of they've always been badass as fuck live. For sure. That's like... That's their bread and butter. Yeah. That's how they built their fan base was mm-hmm. touring, playing live. That mm-hmm. was their thing they yeah. loved to do. They were badass in 85, 95, 2000. Yeah. They're badass now. You might not like the record that they're touring for. Right. But there's going to be enough of the shit you like when to you justify, see it. yeah. And they're still going to play it fast as fuck and heavy as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's not, they didn't tone down nope. their material to fit like, because yeah, Load and Reload are not my favorite Metallica records. Right. And they have a different sound. But that that doesn't mean Creeping Death suddenly sounded like it was on load. Right. They didn't slow Creeping Death down and make it like Southern Rock Not sounding. at all. It was still a fucking thrash song. Um, so, you know, they're, they've are they they just been the consummate live band. The Like the one of, in metal, that's just like the live experience. I just referenced it. You know, you see them. We just, you know, now it's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, although, yeah, it's been, I mean, it was, they're basically as badass as they've ever been. They have a great stage show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have cool effects mm-hmm. now, but it's not to distract from anything. Right. Um, Lars is fine. I don't know why people shit on Lars so much. Mm-hmm. Like, Yngwie I, loves him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you said before, like, point out the point out the thing that sucks mm-hmm. like what does Lars do that sucks right you know what does he do that someone else would be doing better in that exact right. spot like yeah because he's always he even said yeah i'm not the best player in the world right but i'm the best at playing with james right like, there you go he compliments their style yeah so it all works together and you know yeah. Maybe he can't quite play like the double kick the same way he used to. Yeah. Because he's fuck in his 50s. Yeah. Your knees he, get tired. He does some strange drum sound selections. Yeah. Sometimes. And I think that fucking, that rubs some people the wrong way or whatever. But I, I think he's fine. I've never had a problem with, with yeah. Lars. I I've think never, he's all right. Yeah, I've never heard it where it's like, oh, do we need, what do you want, Neil Pert? Right. Playing yeah. Metallica. Yeah, like, that's not going to work. There's certain things that you got to fit the sound. Mm-hmm. Like when Les Claypool tried out for Metallica mm-hmm. um, after Cliff died. Yeah. And Les Claypool is a fucking beast. Yeah, He's for one sure. of the best fucking bass players on the planet. He would not have fucking worked in Metallica. No. He nope. would have had to severely restrain himself. Yeah. And then he went, and then that's he made, you know, then he got Primus right. going and everything, and shit, Primus could have fucking made the list, even. Oh, yeah. Primus, you know, but Primus sucks, so. <laughs> right. But. Well, you, you know, there's other bands, like, like for example, and, and some of these, it has to do with this list, it has to do with, with other stuff, 
Because there's some bands, like Metallica, for example, Iron Maiden, for example, you can see, you can go on YouTube and you can find a concert from this tour uh-huh. that's pro shot and watch it. Yeah. You know, and they don't give a fuck because that's almost practically an advertisement for come and see us. Yeah. Right? There's other bands like, you know, uh, my uh, my cousin's uh, boyfriend was telling me best band he's ever seen live is Tool. Yeah. Right? I'm like, okay, cool. I've never seen Tool. So. You watch video. Look for a live album. There ain't none. Yeah. Look for a fucking uh, actual uh, pro shot concert. There ain't none. There's some clips on YouTube and yeah. shit from from the crowd and shit, but if you basically if you want to see Tool, you got to go see Tool. Yeah, you know the same is true pretty much of Van Halen. You know all those years with the the David Lee Roth, they did that one video with Sammy, but mostly if you wanted to see Van Halen, you had to go. Yeah. So that kind of gives you a less of an idea about certain bands than others, you know. But um, okay, my next one. Plenty of video of this. And it's a lifetime achievement. It's the first band that I ever saw a video of their concert and thought, fuck, that's awesome. And that's fucking Kiss. Oh, for fuck, yeah. You know... saw that shit when i was like eight or nine 
fucking Ace Freely, fucking smoking guitar, fucking, it fucking gets taken, it looks like, into the sky. The fucking drum fucking riser goes up, like fucking, it looks to be like a hundred feet with these fucking cats on it, and the fucking <laughs> guy up there is fucking, you know, the makeup, the fire, the blood, fucking Paul Stanley is fucking got the fucking crowd in his fucking hands, you yeah. know, just fucking great. I knew, like, Kiss was gonna be on one of our lists, yeah. so that's, I mean, fuck yeah, dude, like, I've seen Kiss three times, Yeah. Uh, once with the original members, and then twice... With the, the current, yeah, it's still you know, despite uh, despite Lonnie really hating on uh, yeah. Tommy there, yeah. If you just fucking let it go, it's, it's still a great fucking. Oh, it's show. a great show. It's uh, just there's you a know, lot of backing tracks this last time, but whatever. Right. Everybody had a good fucking time. Oh yeah. Uh, it wasn't quite the same as when I saw him on the first farewell tour with the original band. Right. But that's because I thought I was like seeing Kiss for the last time I was ever going to get a chance to see Kiss. Right. And this time, I'm, like, still not entirely sold on that process. Right, you know? You never do know. After they didn't go away. Right. So. And it could technically be the same tour. They just keep adding dates. You know? Whatever. And then at some point, they make up with Ace and add more dates. Uh, yeah. Yeah, now I'm dreaming. But, uh, yeah, man. So, Kiss definitely makes mine. So, I fucked up and I skipped over my number three. That's all right. <laughs> I jumped ahead. I was wondering why you had one less than I thought. But Yeah, okay. Well, I jumped ahead. I got really excited to talk about Richie and everything else. That I, uh, I'm going to keep my number three pick short because we kind of practically covered it already. But I just put Van Halen, like the original version of Van right. Halen with David Lee Roth, for all the reasons that you picked the David Lee Roth band as yeah. your honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for it was the original Van Halen. Right. Um, there's not a whole lot more you can really yeah. fucking say about that. Yeah. They're one of the, there's, they're at the time period, possibly the best live show. Yeah. You could see. And it's funny because, um, I'm going to send you like my pick for when you, you play some of the live shit for mm-hmm. when you listen to it, people shit on Dave now. And yeah, he sounds rough, mm-hmm. but then they always like to say, Oh, Dave never sounded good live. Yeah, no, he, he had his sounded, moments. I the video like like the video I was gonna send. We're gonna rip the audio from a little bit from like that show at the Oakland Coliseum mm-hmm. in eighty one. I yeah. think it is early on. He sounds pretty fucking good, dude. Oh yeah, it's man. not. Is, is it a little like he misses a word here or there, oh, yeah. or his you know delivery is a little different? Right. Yes. Try to convict you to twin and take off 
but it doesn't sound like now where he's just like practically talking. Right. It's like yeah, you got to remember, man, when he's on the Sunset Strip and trying to come up and shit, they're not gonna just like you just because you're cool. Yeah. You have to fucking sound good. You have, yeah. It has to the the music has to say, and they did. You yeah. know. So yeah, for sure. And then. Prime Dave is jumping off the fucking riser into the splits Split and fucking and, yeah. all the kicks and all that shit. Eddie's fucking running and jumping and fucking his sideways splits that he would do and shit. Yeah. Fucking Michael Anthony fucking with the with the, his bass solo and the Jack Daniels and yeah. all that shit. It was fucking <laughs> great. It was kind of funny because, you know, Michael Anthony's back vocal, backing vocals were practically what made the band too. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of funny because like when you talk about Van Halen too, you can be like, Alex Van Halen was one of the most badass fucking drummers of the time. Right. He fucking yeah. listened to a fucking engine and made his drums sound like that right. shit yeah. for like the intro to Hopper Teacher. Or, you know, David Lee Roth is the best showman of all time practically right. in rock and Eddie yeah. Van Halen's like the guitar god and... Michael Anthony is competent at bass. Yeah. <laughs> but, you get to see Dave's ass cheeks whether you like it or not. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah maybe you like it. I don't know, man. There's something. He, he made it. He made that shit look cool. Yeah. He that sure shit did. that anybody else, if I dressed like that. Oh, your friends would laugh you out of the room. Like, what is fucking wrong with yeah. you, man? Only um, one guy could pull that shit off, man. Oh, for sure. Nope. So, did it. So I fucked up the pacing on that one. Did you still have one band left? I got two left. You got two left? How did we do yeah. that? Yeah. Well, these are the bands that I've seen the most, and I really don't know. I used to say that uh, I had seen Rush the most. Uh-huh. But now they've stopped touring, and I've seen Maiden pretty consistently the last few years, so it might be close. Yeah. But I've seen both over 20 times. And fucking... And with Rush, there's so many things. Uh, the identity of the band has changed so much over those years. But but it's the same dudes. Yes, yeah, the same dudes. And when you go see them live... They're always going to play Tom Sawyer. They're always going to play Red Barchetta. They're always going to play YYZ. They might play the first side of 2112. You never know. And then they're going to play the new shit. That's where you see the through line, you know, because they still, they might still play a song from their first album, you know, mm -hmm. and they're for sure going to play some shit from the new album, but it's going to sound heavier live than it did. Because of course, like anybody else, when, you know, they were playing, you know, like Time Stand Still and, you know, the signals and all that shit, all the keyboard shit, I was like, what the fuck is this, you know? But then you'd see them live and you'd be like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. You know? So when a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to get the album and then go see them, I was just like, you know what? When it comes to Rush, I'm going to go see them first. <laughs> and then I'll get, a, I'll get a vibe for the album and then go get it, you yeah. know? And another thing, too, with, with, uh, with Rush, well, I better say before I forget, um... One of the only... I'm not a drum solo guy. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of times I'll go take a piss or whatever the fuck it is during that time. But you cannot miss a Neil Peart drum solo. Yeah. That's just... Forget about it.
live albums of drum solos are sick. Because that's the thing about a Rush live album. It's like, it's the whole concert experience and they include everything. Like me and my boy Rodney, man, we would just crack a fifth or two, just get drunk, put on fucking exit stage left and just talk about Rush. Like discuss Rush, like in depth, all fucking wasted. And that was just an evening with Rush, you know, which is what they would do later on because Rush was one of the first bands to just not bring an opener and just be fucking an evening with Rush. Like the whole the whole experience of a Rush concert is almost like a reunion. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's go see what they're up to now, you know? And then you leave and you're just like, yeah, man, they're still fucking badass. Um and it's almost all dudes, you know? And if if you like if you were paying attention, you'd probably be like, yeah, that dude looks familiar. This <laughs> dude looks familiar. I've fucking been to so many of these, you know. And they're one of those bands, man, that people travel with them. Yeah. Like, you know, I used to have a boss at work when I worked at this bowling alley. And when Rush K would come around, he would take two weeks off and he would go see Rush every time for those two weeks. And just come back with, oh, you know, and he had all the bootleg tapes and all this shit. Oh, I mean, it's it's insane. So, Rush is my um, number two. And then my number one is Iron Maiden. Yeah. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't pick Iron Maiden for mine. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I started seeing Maiden in uh, on the Peace of Mind tour. And I've seen them every single time that they came, except for when I was locked up, yeah. right? So, I mean, I seen the Blaze Bailey. I seen Bruce Solo here while he was still in the band. And it's just... Uh, Iron Maiden is the one band that I would say encapsulates everything that's great about a live metal show. It's got visuals, it's got energy. Bruce is probably, I mean, one of the best frontmen of all time yeah. for sure, especially metal frontmen. Uh, they got Eddie, they've got fucking pyrotechnics, they've got fucking Egyptian sets, they've got fucking thirteen minute songs, they've got they've got fucking everything. Yeah. They've got you know, uh, Nico's another dude that I'll watch his fucking drum solo, badass. And this last time that I just seen them, they sounded just as good as ever, you know? So, to me, and also too, man, I mean, it seems like every other time that you see Iron Maiden, like on, a, on some video or YouTube video or whatever, they're playing to like over 100,000 people yeah. at some fucking Brazil or Chile or wherever the fuck, and they go... Their world tour is a fucking world tour. Yeah. They're not fucking around, you know, with, uh, oh, we want to go here, we want to go there. They go fucking, and they were going behind the Iron Curtain when no one went. They went to Russia when no one went. All that shit, man. And I think, like, in that sense, they're like the world's band. You know, everywhere in the world, they love Iron Maiden, yeah. you know. So, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, with Maiden as um, the number one on mine. That's a solid... I mean, they haven't fucking lost a step for nah, the most part either. Not uh, really. They're still... 
as just as energetic it yeah. seems it's like there's some spry 60 year olds in that band. fuck man for sure i don't know how much longer they're gonna be able to keep up that right energy, you know but i'm probably gonna have to see them in the next go around yeah because at some point it's gonna be the last time right I'm gonna run out of chances There is the rumor of the Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Testament, yeah. and Friends tour. If that fucking happens, that that will basically be the show of the show of all whatever. Shows. Yeah, it's gonna be. You're probably that's gonna be the show you compare every other show to. Yeah, until uh, you die. Yeah, in a couple years. Yeah, <laughs> which uh, you know I'm I'm uh, kind of surprised. That uh, because two of my bands were on one show that I saw, which because I saw Maiden and Dio together, yeah, and the opening band for that was Motorhead, mm-hmm. which I'm surprised is not on your list. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, I picked Motorhead for my <laughs> for my number one. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going last, that's why. Oh, okay, okay. no, there I still go. we fucked up the order a little bit there. Boom, I had one left. Um, what I'm surprised didn't make either of our lists. So I was going to say it was fucking Black Sabbath. You know. Because we're knuckleheads. I right. think maybe we thought the other person was going to pick Sabbath. You know, it's just, I mean. Or Ozzy. You know what's funny? And you're absolutely right when you say that. Because, like, like me and Lonnie have been to a lot of shows. And her favorite show is still Sabbath. Yeah. At the Hollywood Bowl. And it was, you know. But for me, 
it's just like, you know, it's missing something. It yeah. is. It's, it's just there's no. They stand there and they play, which is awesome because that's Black mm-hmm. Sabbath. But like to me, it's not that fancy. Yeah, you know, if 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 I saw like for example, if I went to California Jam or whatever it was in '74, mm-hmm. and saw fucking Sabbath and Deep Purple. Well, I would say Deep Purple blew the fuck out of them that yeah. day. You know, you because know, that's just my view. I think there's a something to be said for the fact that as cool as seeing Black Sabbath live is, other than some, like, effects on the fucking screens, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not an experience that a really, really, really good tribute band can't also pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like how, like, with the thing is with, like, Kiss tribute bands, the fucking music's got to carry that shit because they're not going to have the pyrotechnics and the stage show that right. Kiss has. They're going to have the costumes and the songs. Right. With with a Sabbath tribute, all you need is a guy that can play like Iomi, mm-hmm. a guy that can play like Geezer, mm-hmm. a guy that can play like Bill, and a guy that can pull off a reasonable Ozzy right. impersonation. And you're going to... It's going to be a good representation of it. Like, right. Tony's not blowing up half the stage nope. or anything, but it was still... A, He's really barely moving out of that spot. Yeah. It's know? still a great fucking show, though. Oh, yeah. That's, it It was, you know, those... His guitar didn't get old. No. You know? No. Geezer's bass didn't get yeah. old. Like, it was still... And every song kicks ass. Every song kicks ass. Tony Clefutos on this last couple Oh, he tours, killed he's it. He's a fucking monster. Yeah, I never fucking heard anybody hit drums that hard. Uh, fucking... Talk about drum solos. Yeah, that was fucking <laughs> insane. Uh, that guy's a fucking beast. Yeah. So anyway, on to my no more pick on that. For I pick Motorhead just because um, I've actually seen them, which helps. Right. I've seen plenty of video of Motorhead. Yeah. Uh, no Sleep Till Hammersmith is one of my favorite live albums. It's, you know, when you see Motorhead live... Uh, when they're in a reasonable prime. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about Motorhead was up until Lemmy got really sick, mm-hmm. it was a fucking monster show mm-hmm. from the 70s up until the up year until before the, yeah, he died. Exactly. Like it, then, obviously, there was something wrong. Right. Because if you've seen Motorhead before that, you know, like, yeah. it was a killer show.
I even the year in, before. Yeah, yeah, I saw him in 2010. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was fucking phenomenal. Fuck and it's yeah. just like, yeah, and they play loud as fuck, loud as fuck, just heavy. Yeah, just let me heavy. fucked up my ear, my left ear. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, I thought I was gonna, I thought I had permanent hearing damage after I saw him because I didn't think I needed earplugs. Yeah, and you know, I saw him at the House of Blues. Which I felt like is the perfect way to see Motorhead. Right. Yeah, I've seen them play arena shows and shit like that too. Mm-hmm. But they're they're basically the best bar band of all time. Yeah. The best club band of I would all agree. time. So when you see them and you know, sometimes there's something to be said about like seeing Black Sabbath at the Hollywood Bowl and mm-hmm. the sea of people and this and that. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said when you're in a small venue mm-hmm. with just packed full of just diehard fans of this band and they're just kicking the shit out of you. And mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you're already fucking halfway deaf and you got Lemmy's like, should we go louder? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah! yeah. And they're all deaf too, but you don't fucking care. And yeah. they go louder. Yeah. And it's just the fucking gnarliest experience. Hell man. yeah. And, you Hell know, yeah. You're going to come out of that show beat. Yeah, no, yeah. you come out deaf, yeah. tired, yeah. but you come out with a big fucking smile on your Hell face, yeah. too, because that's how I felt, because like, I hadn't gotten to see Motorhead before that. Luckily, I saw him when I did, because mm-hmm. that was, I mean, he died, you know, what, six years after I saw them, but right. that was more or less my last shot of seeing him here in San Diego. Right. And um, and you never could have known, with Lemmy, you never could have known, because, no, yeah. I, and you know, and it's like um, I went through that whole drama where my my license, my uh, my ID was expired, and I had the really strict bouncer oh, man. check that shit. Yeah, downtown, th- man. Yeah, he let me through. I was thirty years old right. when I saw him. He let me through. I'm walking through, and then he was like, "Wait a minute, come back here again." Looks at my ID again, then says, "You know, this is expired," and I'm like. Yeah, I'm waiting yeah, for it that's in the mail. Me though, yeah. yeah I'm like, I mean, I'm waiting for it in the mail. He's like, "Oh, do you got the temporary one?" I was like, "Oh, not on me." He's like, "I can't let you in with this," and I'm, I'm trying not to be like not to flip out. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying not to be, get beat up by a giant bouncer too. But I'm just trying to be, not be like that. Like I get that, but that doesn't make me not thirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And right. So I'm just like despondent. Oh yeah, because my brother got in already. He right, fuck, he, you they, still you might even have to figure out how you're gonna get home. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just sitting there going like, do I, I do I scout my ticket? And yeah, I'm like what do I fucking do? Yeah, so I'm just standing there like because at the time like I mean they're still Motorhead, right? Motorhead and Metallica are basically my two favorite bands. Yeah, uh, right there with like Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I can't fucking believe this. I've been pumped. Right. All day long. Yeah. And now it's like I it just puffed yeah. the smoke in front of me. Yeah. And then I guess the bouncer saw me just look sad. Yeah, he must have just been like, fuck this dude. I just fucked this dude's world up. Yeah, and he was like, I don't here. want that on my conscience. Yeah, he just goes like, <laughs> come Go here. Ahead. And I'm like, what's up? And he was like, just fucking going. I don't want to fucking ruin your night. Yeah. So then I'm in, yeah, get my beer and fucking rock out. Oh, yeah. So it probably, I probably enjoyed it even more. Probably because, <laughs> so, because you fucking re- saw how how, uh, guy, how it almost didn't happen. That guy edged me before I got yeah. to come. 
<laughs> for sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah, that was the best concert experience I've had still. Oh, hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. It might, it, if, if that maiden and priest thing happens, that's probably, that might be what surpasses it. But, man, still being... It's factored in the fact that I was 30, so I was still in reasonably good shape. I wasn't about to have, like, a hip operation or yeah. anything like I am now. Yeah. So I was still, like, able to, like, full-blown... Yeah. Uh, and I got one of, you know, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Phil Campbell's guitar picks nice. and shit like that. So and the I, cool thing about that is you got to see him headline. Mm-hmm. Because every time that I've seen them open for somebody else, it seems like they... Didn't tell Lemmy how much time he had. And at the end, he's always pissed off that he doesn't have more time. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know he knows. You know, you know he knows how much time he has. But when he has to open for somebody else, it's like at the end of it, he's always fucking pissed off that he has to leave the stage. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, and then like, that's what he did that one time. He opened for Alice Cooper that time. And they kept on fucking with him. Like he kept on having to go to the side of the stage. And then finally they yanked him off the stage. Oh, dude. So he was like, all right. And he went, he fucking pointed his bass at the amp and turned the amp all the way up. And then the Got guitar player did the same thing. <laughs> and that was it. That was yeah. it. My my left ear has not been the same since yeah. that day. I mean, they did that shit when I saw him too in their headline. Area. I think that just became a thing they liked to do. Yeah. This was, this was anger that yeah. time when they did it. Because they just fucking walked off fucking and that was it. Yeah. They didn't even say goodnight or nothing. Just fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, in closing, the the only one more thing that I wanted to say about like some of the bands that are on my list, uh, because like for whatever reason, oh, it was the anniversary of Creatures of the Night the other uh-huh. day, um, and Dean Del Rey was saying, oh, best Kiss album hands down. Mm. I don't know about that, but it's a, it's a good album. I like it, but. To me, the best Kiss albums are Kiss Alive 1 and 2. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess they're talking yeah. non-live. Non-live. And, yeah. and I guess that would be the standard for most bands. But yeah. for me, those, those I could live off those. Oh, yeah. That's and I could do the same thing with Rush. I could, with uh, Exit Stage Left and The Show of Hands. And I could do the same thing with, with, uh, with them. So... Uh, with Maiden, yeah, I could do. I could with Live After Death and and uh, the Live Chapter, and I could. Yeah. You could, you know, all these bands. I think, well, not Dio. Dio, you have to have the studio records. Yeah. But uh, other than that, they've all made great albums, great videos. Yeah. So, you know, so find a um, find Rush a Show of Hands, find the Scorpions Worldwide Live, yeah. find uh, so many of the Kiss. Uh, video that's out there and and yeah trip out man and and i'm gonna be splicing in some of the songs from uh yeah. we'll figure out what to I'd do i'd say like yeah to in that same vein like priest uh you know unleashed in the east unleashed and priest east. live yeah you're pretty much good to go if you have those blackmore fucking watch all the video you yeah, can yeah watch all the video you can Just but if you're gonna listen out, to like ass. a live album it's you know Made in Japan, Made in Japan, and then um, on stage, on Rainbow on stage, or I prefer Live the in Munich. The other one, yeah, the Munich's better. The Live yeah. in Munich has more songs. More songs, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Van Halen, a little trickier. Yeah. Um, because the, the one they did in Tokyo is fucking shit. Right. For the most part. I mean, the band sounds fine. Dave does not sound great. And mm. the other live without a net they did, they did with Sammy. Yeah. So you're not getting what... Right. The, it was still a cool little video. Yeah. I saw it, you know, whatever. And uh, But, you know, uh, Van Halen, I mean, it's one of those things where you, you dig your own... Uh, you make your own bed, right? Yeah. You know, if you're going to be a fucking high-energy, jumping, flying-around band, when you can't do that no more... What do you do? What do you do? So, yeah, then, you know, Dave does little twirls and yeah. uh, whatever, little... Little shimmy. Little, yeah. <laughs> He's got a cane. But it ain't uh, the same, man. But yeah, then uh, Metallica. Metallica's slightly trickier, but, I mean, pretty much um, the uh, live shit... Mm-hmm. box set mm-hmm. you know that it's a lot cheaper now to get since it's all dvd right, and right. cds and shit before yeah. when it was like a fucking thing with like eight seemed like i had like 18 tapes and like vhs's <laughs> and shit yeah. and it was in that big fucking chest thing yeah that was like a hundred bucks at like tower right. records you couldn't afford right but like when i got it it was just like yeah. in a nice little yeah. cd Jewel yeah. case. And there's, um, there's plenty of video on Metallica yeah. that you could check yeah, out. Yeah, I mean that. There's plenty of video. If S&M I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have, uh, for the Through the Never movie they did, they also have a live album to accompany it. Yeah, you know, I was drunk as shit when I saw that, and I, I don't remember much yeah. of it, so I'd probably have to watch that again. And then Motorhead... Uh, no sleep till Hammersmith. No sleep till Hammersmith. And, and, and watch, watch uh, the different video of the different incarnations of the band. Yeah, because it's a it's a little bit different flavor, although the constant is always yeah. just Lemmy and. I mean, it's been know. pretty much a con- the same constant since like the nineties, right? Though, right. Too like the the version that's you know that was through the till the end. You know, mm-hmm. Phil Campbell had been in the band since the eighties, right? Uh, yeah. Mickey and, D was in yeah. since like the early nineties, right? So and once a, again, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame fucks it off, right? And and it only will have the original three, yeah, and all of whom are dead, yeah. So all of whom are dead, and you got two living members of the longest running yeah. incarnation of but the they, band, but they can't get in the building. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, oh, that's fun. That's a topic for another time. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to let off. <laughs> All right, man. So check out some fucking live albums. Go see some live music. And until the next one, this is me, Big Frog. Me, Mike Castleberry. And we are out.
Yeah.